in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official Machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you wanna check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. I also gotta plug a little collab I did recently with David B. Uh, Schmodown's own Jen Sturger did this really funny comedy Christmas short called A Very Cove Christmas, and David B actually wrote and produced all the music for it. And he actually called me in to collab with him a little bit for a scene in this short film uh, where I sing some angelic Oz uh, when Emma's ghost appears to Cobra Commander. So that was a lot of fun and I'm glad I could contribute to this very funny thing that Jen created and work with David B. So please check out the short. It's called A Very Cobra Christmas. You can find that at Jen's Twitter at Jennifer Sturger. So please check that out. And of course, also going to give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love that so much. And of course, you are family Kevin here at It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. So we want to support you in your fight with cancer. So please guys check out the link to Kevin's GoFundMe and, and the link to today's episode to help support him in any way you can. And if you just want to send him some love or some encouragement or even check out his awesome Star Wars Kotor movie, you can find all of that at his Twitter at Kev Smets. So let's get into today's episode. Uh, we have the Schmodown Awards coming up. Super exciting. The nominations have been out. So we're going to break that down and talk about it. And I say we because I am once again joined by a very special guest. Uh, queen of TikTok, as she is known in this sphere, and question writer for the Schmodown, Abby Friel. Thank you for coming back so soon, Abby. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Everyone <laughs> loved our last episode, so I'm excited yes. to talk nominations. Yes, uh, definitely. So there are a lot. and there I know. There was a bit of controversy, I'd say, <laughs> in, in a category that you are very familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I was indirectly involved with this controversy this year. <laughs> yes, yes. So. So, well, let's just get straight into it. So, yeah. um, the first nominations we can discuss are Singles Player of the Year. So, we have Adam Collins, Dan Merle, Jeff Snyder, Liz Shannon Miller, or Ethan Irwin. What are you thinking about those picks? Right off the bat, I'm really, I have not voted yet. <laughs> I was going to wait till we did this to figure out how I feel, but I'm probably going to vote for Adam Collins. Okay. I think that even though he only played in the second half of the season, um, he dominated the whole time. And so, I mean, my other choice, like my second choice would probably be Dan, but um I think Adams just really was such a strong and dominant player that he's my vote for sure. Yeah. And a uh, rumor has it, you may have had a little something to do with uh, yes. Adam getting into the showdown and being chosen by corruption. Yeah. I, cause I was going to 
I don't even know why I went through this, but I was looking at my DMs with Shannon and earlier in May, it said I did this. Um, me and a few friends um, who are involved in the fan leagues did like a who to draft because it was during the like free agency thing. Yeah. And we were like, we went through all the fan league players and we hyped up Adam Collins. And then Shannon was like, hey, I've already been talking to Adam, but like, thanks for the heads up. And so like, I'm not trying wow. to flex, but like you're welcome. <laughs> Corruption. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you hyped him up like that because he is definitely a great fit with Corruption, yeah. and I would have to agree with you. Adam is definitely my pick for that spot. Um, definitely, even though he came in late, he made his presence known. You know, dominating that singles tournament. Even the horror free for all was great to watch him. Yeah. Um, and got people excited about his team with Marisol. So even though they didn't make it very far in that tournament, people were really looking out for them just because of what he had been able to do so far. So yeah. I'm definitely looking at Adam for sure. And I mean, I think my second pick would actually maybe be Jeff because he was kind of a big surprise That's this true. year. So, you know, I was kind of happy for him to see how well he did this season as well. So. Yes. Let's move on to team of the year. We have Odd Couple, Shazam, Final Exam, Corruption, and the Founding Fathers. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just thinking about it right now, I think my vote is either going to be Odd Couple or Shazam. I think maybe Odd Couple because they had more of a fight to get the belt. Um, I think that like corruption and Shazam specifically both had great virtual matches that they like when they won, they did a really great job. But I think that odd couple had the better journey of the year for them. So my vote, I just decided is odd couple. <laughs> Definitely. I, I was really kind of going between odd couple and Shazam, which is kind of crazy. Cause you know, founding fathers are like, you know, Mount Rushmore level guys. And like, it's kind of, crazy that they're not really in that conversation yeah we kind of expected them to be yeah we kind of saw them like crack a little bit yeah yeah especially at spectacular where you know the the betrayal uh, of Dan and Roka, you know, and them that was kind of such a now. funny post game interview. All of a sudden, right? Roka was like, "I got your back, Dan," and then he was like, "Just kidding. you know what? No, I don't." <laughs> um, but yeah, like Shazam, after you know what happened to them last spectacular to come back and win and play so well and just have these great attitudes too. Like they were just really positive and congratulating their, you know, opponents and um, just really loved seeing Shazam, but odd couple definitely had a crazy journey as well to get back to the belts. So yeah. um, Yeah. I kind of had my eye mostly on odd couple, but it was definitely between them and Shazam for me. And final exam, honorable mention, because I just love them. And Paul is yeah, great. And- <laughs> they, they were a really great team. I would be sad to see them not play again, yeah. depending on what happens. And I think that if a few questions would have gone their way, like they would have been at the top of this conversation. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so next up, we have Inner Geekdom Player of the Year, uh, Chandru. Uh, Chance Ellison, Mike Kalinowski, Brandon Hanna, and Alex Damon. (laughs) Okay. I also haven't... I 
I also haven't like read the whole nomination list like from like the first round. So like yeah. I haven't like heard the final like nominees for a lot of these and that that was just like Yeah. That was just like an interesting group for me. Like that's not even shade. I just did not like <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 sad in this moment that this show is not uh video because yeah. if you could have seen Abby's face like when I, I just like those names. I for a second I just like forgot Alex Damon was like IG and I was like IG what? player of the year and I'm like what? so it's the right category yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean i think we established the last time we did this show together that this year was kind of a blur for us and yeah kind of forgot a lot I of things that happened i literally went to the atlanta <laughs> event where he debuted like that was yeah. cool. <laughs> like, that happened. IG, like i was there i watched him win and i'm still like is he IG? Wait, what intergate dome yes so i mean wait there was no I, robert parker no Oh, interesting. Yes. That's so key. I think he, he was on the like the pre nominations. Yeah, list. that that's I stuff. mean I was on the pre nomination <laughs> list for Inner Geek I voted for you for that. I voted for you for IG. I was like, uh, let's I like he voted for myself too. Um, <laughs> I was like IG player of the year. Like yes. let's pop off. Um that's surprising, honestly, because I would have thought like a couple other people like um, like specifically above Brandon and Alex would have got in before Robert or no, yeah. no excuse me like before them people would have got in yeah. before them and one before of them, them. would have been Robert I'm trying to think of who else I feel like there was some other guy who like did pretty okay but maybe no mm. did Eric Zipper eh, no I don't know yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> See, it's like such a blur. I, I mean, that, that IG tournament like came and went so fast, and it was just right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it know. Was such a blur. Like, didn't even Ben Goddard have more wins than like? No, he no, because he lost to Robert. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> like we can we can't get into this because yeah. like Wait, we don't did, remember who what did happened. You, who did you play? John Humphrey. Like he won, okay. and Greg Alba won his first match too. Interesting. Okay. See, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. happy for everyone nominated. Let's clarify that. And I am kind of friends with everyone, I would like to think. So this is no tea, no shade, no lemonade. But I just was <laughs> surprised by the yes. victim list. <laughs> I didn't even say who I'm voting for. I think yeah. I think maybe Chandru, I guess. I don't. I like Chance more as a player. And I guess he, like, won, like, the ch- won Chance. Won the tournament. He won the tournament, so Chandru only had, what was that, two matches this entire year? But he played so well, and he, like, kicked Chance's butt. So I think I'm going to have to just give it to Chandru. But, like, maybe Chance. We'll see what happens when I – oh, <laughs> PJ has to send me the list because I am a crew, so I get to vote. But I am not a patron, so I don't got that link yet. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, I went with Chance just mm-hmm. because it was kind of quantity over, I guess, quality. I mean, he yeah. played more matches and won a, a a tournament that wasn't even like his forte. That's like, true. He, just, he went into it just like, okay, I'm just going to do this for my squad. Like, I'm not an inner geekdom player, but I think I could do this. Let me just knock out what I can knock out in the time that I have. Yeah. And he ended up dominating and winning the whole tournament. So you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going for Chandra. <laughs> I'm very convincing. <laughs> Taking votes yes. away from Chandra. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But, but for real. Um, <laughs> um, no, props to Chandru. I mean, he's amazing. He he got the belt for a reason. Yeah. He's a great IG player. He's if he wins, we won't be proved. upset. He, no. already, he already did win. He has the belt, so. Exactly. So he doesn't need us to, to talk him up. Yeah. He's got the belt already. So, um, but I think just what Chance was able to do in a division that wasn't even, like, his main thing. Yeah. Something that he just kind of went to. Um, it was very impressive. So that's what I was looking at when I picked that. So I would go with Chance. More matches and just yeah. kind of a surprise. So um, next we have Star Wars Player of the Year. We have Andres Cabrera, Alex Damon, Laura Kelly, Andrew DiMolanta, and Molly Damon. I mean, like, this one's just, like, a given. It's, like, obviously it's going to be Alex Damon. But, like, maybe, like, people are sick of him. <laughs> like winning so they'll vote for like i might vote for laura kelly just to vote for her because i stand. yeah but i don't know i mean i loved laura's corruption energy like her newfound corruption energy like so yeah. badass to just see her come out with that confidence so it was hard so like i kind of wanted to pick laura um, but I just kind of for the same reasons I picked Chance, I went with Andres just because he kind of, you know, was a surprise and he played really well and uh, had some really epic matches. And I don't think people expected him to do as well as he did. So, um, you know, just because Alex is like, everyone's going to probably vote for Alex. So I just threw a bone <laughs> to a, a bit of an underdog. Yeah, know, that's, so. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, like, Alex will probably win, but, like, I don't know. And I'm not yeah. – I'm hoping he keeps the belt, but also, like, maybe Molly or Laura for 2021. We'll see. Yes. I'm really excited to see how all that all plays out. Like, a three-way yeah. match would be so much fun. So, uh, baby face of the year, we have the kid, Kevin Smith, Koi Jandrew, um, Andres Cabrera, and Perry Nemiroff. Wait, Koi, like, as a manager? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess like anyone could be a baby face. Um, yeah. Wait, it was Perry? Yes. Andres, Coy, Kevin and Smith. And Kevin Smith. And the kid, Brendan. I'm just going to give it to the kid. Yeah. No comment. I, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't even know. Like, per- Perry is just a fun person, Coy is just another nice person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, are, so are Ace. I haven't met Kevin Smith, but I'm sure he's amazing. But yeah. like, he was just having fun. I wouldn't consider that baby face. Yeah, everyone was kind of having fun, whereas the kid, like, it's kind of a running gag that he's just yeah, an like, actual, a literal was, baby face. I would say like he's physically a baby face, and yeah. he, and he also like it has been a part of his storyline that he's like yeah. the kid. Like when and he was like Canadian getting recruited, nice. yeah, and when he was getting recruited by Viviani, and we had all those cutscenes. I would say like everyone else is just kind of like vibing as a nice person. So yeah, where that's kind of his brand is to be like yeah. the nice Canadian kid. So <laughs> yeah, so definitely I think Brendan. Um, then babyface team of the year we have Shazam, Final Exam, Witching Power, Real Rejects, and Founding Fathers. Is Final Exam? A baby face. 
Lon? I mean, I I wouldn't call them a baby face team just because Lon is like not. No, you know. he was not a baby face at all. No. <laughs> I don't even watch wrestling, so I don't even understand the terms fully. But just like that is not my understanding of a baby face. Wait, what were the teams besides after final exam? <laughs> Witching power, real rejects, and founding fathers. Which real rejects is kind of just another team that's just having fun, you know? Yeah. Are founding fathers, I feel like they're tweeners more than like they're baby Yeah, a full baby face. So I mean, Roko I will with... like pop off and like, <laughs> yeah. that's not very, I'm going to go with Shazam. I went with Shazam because I mean, Viviani's over here like selling his soap so cute and like, yeah. you know, and, like, and they're just sweet and, you know, apologizing and like thanking and, you know, congratulating. Clapping after every correct yes! question. Like just sending props to their opponents, like. That's yeah. babyface behavior, I think. So mm-hmm. I went with Shazam. Then we get into heel of the year. So we have Shannon Barney, Chandru the Chosen, Brandon Hanna, Jeff Snyder, Elliot Dewberry, which was kind of a okay. weird pick for me, and Laura Kelly. <laughs> that is the most random heel group I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And and it looks like I think all of the nominations have been what like five, and this one's six people. So I mean. Like, just based off of that, I'm going to give it to Shannon because I think there's, like, a difference between being a heel character and just, like, being rude to people in the community (laughs) (laughs) and, like, popping off on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I, like, not to name names, I'm just thinking about like I think there for some people for being in the community myself I have noticed with certain people there is a hidden like shield of like when someone's an asshole they're like oh no that's just their heel character yeah they're (laughs) They're just a heel but but like you've witnessed things that they've done outside of game not in the public eye that kind of came off that same vibe i'm like so- i ha- and i have heard from multiple people like that it is like that they have been rubbed the wrong way by this person yeah and then, outside like, of the game so. and then like to see in the facebook group like oh they're a heel it's like are they i don't know yeah know. and then like elliot dewberry like he just looked like a hostage all season, so I don't know. Yeah. He only had, like, one... Okay, because I used to watch Backstage a lot during the summer, but then I had a class on Tuesdays, and I couldn't watch it, watch it yeah. um, during the fall. And so I just remember, like... And so then I just consider, like, matches, like, like canon, like, Schmodown canon. And I don't consider Backstage, like, Schmodown canon, even though yeah. canon stuff happens on that show. Yeah. And so, like, he just appeared on there, and then, like, for me, it was, like, that one Makuga match, and it was just, like, what is his vibe? And it was... Yeah, so that was, like, the one time he was kind of a heel, was just finally that match against Makuga. Yeah. I don't know. Just one match gets you heel of the year. That's, like, that's how... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would go with Shannon, and it's not just that, you know, she is, like great at like clapping back on twitter but she's also making like these fun like fu videos and like she puts a lot of effort into like making this brand of the queen and like this badass attitude and she just yeah. gives zero fuck so i love and she's done she, that from beginning to end of the exactly 
Exactly. She's been consistent with like a lot of heel antics and great story things that she just kind of comes up with on her own. Yeah. Um, and really consistent with all of that on socials and in matches and all of that stuff. So she plays it all from every angle really well. So I, I got to give it to Shannon. Yeah, me too. And then we get to heel team of the year. We have Corruption, The Pride, Deception, Odd Couple, and Category 9. Okay. (laughs) I got a couple things to say. So, Morgan, have fun with this because you might need to edit some stuff out. But I'm just going to say some stuff. So, I have been rubbed the wrong way by the team, the Pride, Ever since their backstage appearance where they disrespected the crap out of Frank Janish for criticizing, not even criticizing, just like, just commentating on their characters, on, on their characters, which is a part of the show. And they were unable to defend themselves in a way that was, that came off as mature. And yeah. came off as something that they understood. And if it was something that they did not understand, that is completely okay. But they were not heels. They were disrespectful during gameplay. And it almost screwed them, but that's besides the point. Yeah. But that was not heels. What I consider a heel is someone like a Shannon Barney that gets in your head out of the match and contributes to a character and contributes to a heel storyline so to see that people are going to vote for the pride like as a joke is kind of disrespectful to the teams and the characters on the show that actually try to do a storyline that has to do with being a heel because the last time we saw the pride as a team I don't even think they were heels yeah, I think they pulled it back a little bit because of how much heat they got from that match. And yeah. I'll agree, like, they definitely rubbed me the wrong way as well. Like, if that was a character thing, it it didn't feel like a character thing. It felt like, you know, them criticizing the questions, like, slamming on the table. That is not a two-point question. Like, going off, yeah. talking while the other team was trying to answer, getting an attitude about things, being smug to the point of almost missing your point or missing your question like a lot of that was just kind of difficult to watch and then for them to kind of have this whole backstage like frank owes us an apology kind of situation where they have to explain what they were doing like and if they were being heels and they defend that and stand by that then that is part of what a heel is like brad i think right after that brad had kind of you know he knows wrestling really well and he kind of broke down what a heel is like you're supposed to be hated you're not out there looking for love you know people want to watch you because they hate you so much so like if that is kind of what a heel is supposed to be then you just kind of need to own that and take that and spin it in a way that works with the show and i don't know that they were able to do that i think they just came off not great in that match on what yeah. they did that exactly was- on backstage they actually went on a show and kind of backtracked and you know were expecting weren't expecting you know frank or other people to kind of come at them the way they did um but if you're a true heel you're not going to be you know doing stuff like that and having yeah. to go on a show and explain anything you're just going to 
live in that character if that's what you're saying that you are, you know? And I so yeah. I feel like people this is when it needs to be just more clear that like a heel is a character. And I think when Frank was calling them like bad heels, it was getting too close to their personal like their own personalities or their own like person. But it's like, yeah. no, he's criticizing you as a character on the character, show. Character, not you as a person. Yeah, because that is so such I, a big part of the show is that they're almost actors in a sense. Yes. So so I think they took the, that criticism to heart and took it to the real place. Like, people were criticizing them as people. Um, but if they were truly being characters, then that shouldn't have been the case. So they that they kind of... <laughs> exactly so that whole kind of situation just kind of put me in a weird mindset with the pride Um, yeah so yeah and I did see a lot of people kind of like I think I'm just gonna vote for them because I think it's a funny thing to vote for them which yeah I saw someone say like I'm gonna vote for them because of the lack of um heel teams this year and I'm like hi corruption exists yeah it's just like uh that's annoying. That's annoying. Yeah. Like, I'm not even mad they're nominated. I'm just mad that like that moment was taken as like they are they are a heel team where it's like they spent a whole backstage saying that they weren't or whatever. Yeah. And so like and then they weren't even a heel team in their last appearance. So then and to have people vote for them as a joke is like a joke to corruption. And like, yeah. What were the other it's like um, um deception. Yeah. Uh, odd couple and category nine. Who's category nine? Uh, it's Brandon and Jader. Which yeah. I feel like that whole match, Brandon was just kind of being a heel to Jader. And that, so it wasn't really like a full on heel team dynamic. Yeah. You know. Because Brandon like was, um, like he's just always had that persona. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. And then Deception was Adam and, and Marisol. Marisol. See yeah. like Corruption as a faction, like just went for it and was a total heel faction and like the pride was more of like a baby face slash like tweener one yeah also didn't like line up like character wise as like as the pride within the faction so I think that was another thing that was kind of messy so like I'm definitely gonna vote for corruption maybe deception but probably corruption yeah, definitely. That Those were the two I was kind of leaning on for sure. Because, I mean, their manager is being voted for, you know, heel of the year. Yeah. So if that tells you anything, like, these two are definitely heel teams. So those were definitely the two I was looking at for sure was deception and corruption. So, yeah, the, the pride brought up a lot of kind of issues for me just in character stuff and how yeah, they this, portrayed that and how they kind of backtracked on it later on and yeah. just the whole messiness of are they really heels um was just kind of iffy for me and we're not trying to bring that drama back up but just like that what you just said is that messiness does not warrant them getting an award for me yeah i totally understand that so then we have a match of the year so Merle versus Collins, Merle versus Bateman one, Odd Couple versus Final Exam, Demolanta versus Scrimshaw, Demolanta versus Cabrera, Corruption versus Founding Fathers, Merle versus Bibiani versus The Kid, <laughs> Merle versus Bateman two, Odd Couple versus Shazam, and Smith versus Jericho. Wait, was Merle versus Collins on there? 
Yes. Okay, that's probably going to be my vote. When there's too many nominees, I just like... <laughs> yeah. I just, like, just can't think about them that long. <laughs> yeah. There were there are a lot of picks here. So, I mean, for me, it was between Merle versus Collins, because that was, of course, the freshest in my mind. And the fact that it yeah. went, like, so many questions deep into sudden death was intense. And uh, just... I went with Smith. I think I went with Smith versus Jericho just because I had so much fun watching that match. You voted for like, that? I think I did because yeah, yeah, I did. Um, because it was just so much fun. It was the day before my birthday, and like you know, obviously there was yeah. some bad news mixed in there. But before that, yeah. um, uh, I just had so much fun. I was laughing and just really excited to see these two actually. Like you know, they have big things going on in their lives but yeah. like to see them having so much fun playing in the schmodown was really exciting just to see them like enjoy it so much and really kind of get into it and really get competitive with it too um and actually have it go to sudden death was just like really surprising and the whole kevin smith wheel slice happening just like so many moments in there were so memorable and funny and fun and just exciting to see like these big time people who have like big things going on like just having fun with the schmodown was just really fun to see so yeah well, that's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my vote's probably gonna be merle versus collins i do feel bad yeah. because like like thinking about it now like there's so much recency bias with, yeah with everything like i i feel bad that Paul Oyama never got like rookie of the year like last year but like yeah. I but like I'm still I think Kevin won it right like I wasn't upset but like yeah I think like there's certain examples of like stuff that's more recent like getting more like wins in this and like now I'm thinking like oh but Merle versus Bateman like in Atlanta was such a crazy so match great. it had yeah. the same energy so I think it's probably going to be Merle versus Collins like as the winner just because that's what's fresh in everyone's minds that's yeah. why I kind of like went with Smith versus Jericho because I just remember how much fun I had watching that yeah and I felt that's like, a good reason and I felt like a lot of people were just gonna go with what was freshest in their mind because that's where I went to yeah but I just remembered how much fun I had watching that other match so I just went with that so cool yeah. so then we have moment of the year uh, Merle versus Collins post interview. Shannon drafts Dewberry. Merle versus Bateman. I won. Bibiani and Andreco Spectacular Five. Smith gives Jericho Kevin Smith movies. Um, honestly, I'm gonna just say Smith gives Jericho Kevin Smith movies because all of those other moments were kind of like the same level. <laughs> like looking back like those were the craziest moments of the year for me i think i went with uh, shannon drafts dewberry because like the way she did it and how intentional it yeah, was and just that, kind of trying to fuck with people that I, was iconic I that, that yeah, yeah. That and was, it played into everything it played into a story that was kind of like the only story that really got a lot of it like Oh, that was the season. only storyline of this season was like Dewberry and then also yeah. Shmominati. So, yeah. So I, I went with that one just because in the moment she did it, like she did it as a heel move. Yeah. Um, and that story played out like to the end of the season. So we were both there in person when that happened. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> I was drunk live tweeting that. 
and just be <laughs> there was like a part of that like because I was doing like a live thread it was after I lost so I was just like give me what some margaritas <laughs> I need a drink <laughs> I need a drink so I was like give me some margaritas and then I was um Christian had told us earlier that day that like we could live tweet like if we were there I was like the only kind of like reactor besides like C2A there so yeah. I was live tweeting the draft and um like, I was calling, like, Koi, like, mouthy mercs or murky, like, I think, like, within, like, the thread, I was, like, I called him, ma- I called his team mouthy mercs, and then I called his team, like, murky mouse or something, <laughs> like, oh different times, and I, like, spelled so many people's names wrong. Um, oh so just like whenever I think about the draft, I'm just like, oh my god, please. <laughs> no, iconic, iconic. I know. <laughs> So then we have upset of the year. Uh, Perry beats Kalinowski. Cabrera beats Kelly. Collins beats Roca. Ellison beats Parker. Cabrera beats Demolanta. I feel like. Oh, I feel like it would be either Ellison beats Parker or Ace beats Kelly because I feel like for Ace's match, it was like really. Um, like, no one expected him to win, especially after his, like, inner geekdom match with Robert. Yeah. And so um, he, like, to beat Laura Kelly, who's the closest person to ever getting the belt in the last two years, was, like, crazy. Um, but in the same way, like, with Chance, like you said earlier, he was not expected to win anything, like, get to the finals at all. Like, it's not his primary focus in the show. And yeah. Robert came in and was, like, this rookie who got drafted early. And he everyone had high hopes for him. And he had, like, knocked out Ace. So it's probably going to be between those two. I don't know who I'm going to vote for, like, when I vote. But it's probably going to be one of those two. Yeah, it was definitely down to those two for me. And I ended up going with uh, Ellison versus Parker just because of, like, all the things you said. Um, Parker, you know, had a lot on his shoulders and people were kind of had their eye on him. and He was touted as going to be, like, one of the best. Um, and so for him to be beaten by Chance, who is not a, an official kind of inner geekdom player, um, was a huge shock, I think, to a lot of people. So that definitely surprised me and I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. that's the one I went with. Um, entrance of the year. <laughs> so this one was going to be interesting picks, just regardless because of this new uh format. Uh, so we have Zafflertenflaus, <laughs> um, Real Rejects when they played the Pride, uh, Bonnie Somerville, uh, Real Rejects again when they played the Cuckoo's Mess, and Shazam versus Final Exam. What was um any of the real rejects entrances and then Shazam versus Final Exam? Yeah, I see. I don't even. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even. What was even the flirt and flat? That was at spectacular. Yes. Like, so I picked. I picked that one just because it was like this whole thing and like people like talking. But like, about... do you count like the video at the beginning? Is that like the entrance, or is it I... when like Christian says like introducing? Because I feel like Zafrut and Faust like just sat there or something like. Like, I think it felt kind of like a Mean Girls type of situation. Like, I heard Zufflert and Flaus did this and this and this. Yeah, It was kind okay. of like that vibe. 
and him just committing to that character with the little curly cue and all of that, you know? So yeah. I just went with the flirts and flaws because that was kind of just really fun entrance and it gave me like those mean girl vibes. So and also I couldn't just, like strongly remember the other ones. What know? was Bonnie's? What, <clears throat> what was yeah, Bonnie Somerville? <laughs> I don't know. Like was she like twerking or something? Or Yeah, she like came in like dancing, I guess. I feel like what the heck? Why didn't any of these go to like Craig Gaynor? When he like would come in with like the creepy like rat on his shoulder, yes, and, Elvis, like, Elvis, yeah, like why, like it's like one of the first virtual matches, like when he walked in like from the hallway and he just like kind of like that was so creepy but like cool, like yes. that, like that was one that like was so low key but like stood out to me and like I can't remember any of these other ones, so yes, and the horror free for all actually had some fun entrances too, so I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like Video and I think Zero I might have had some fun ones. Yes, but. and I saw like some of them were listed on like the pre-nominations list. Yeah, of some of the horror ones, but those were the final five. So yeah, yeah. So I just went with Suffer Two Flowers because that was the most memorable one for me. Yeah, I think. Um. And then we have Player of the Year: Jeff Snyder, Adam Collins, Dan Merle, Chance Allison, or Andres Cabrera. Mm. Ace being in there is weird because I feel like there would be more people. Because for me, player of the year is either like you kicked ass in your one division or you were really good in multiple. Versatile. Yeah. yeah. And Ace was not. He was only good in Star Wars. And like, um, so that's interesting that like he made that final five. Yeah. Um, Adam. It would. It, I think it's gonna be between Adam or Dan again for me. Um, Adam did good in both singles and teams, and I think him and Marisol, if they're a team again, could be amazing and like stronger than they were. But Dan, I'll, maybe I'll give Player of the Year to Dan, just because Adam dominated the singles division, but Dan yeah. is just always an all-around good player. He's never gonna be the the lesser player on teams, and so I think I might vote for Dan for this one yeah um I, for again Snyder was kind of in there for me as well just because yeah you know, he made it he made it really far um he played he really had a really great. good season he did and like we actually like I think what made me come around on him was just the fact that you know I always thought he was kind of cocky and obnoxious <laughs> like yeah. a lot of people I think and you know I didn't like the comments he made about inner geekdom because you know I'm new to inner geeks, but I always have loved that division and what goes into it. Cause I've seen kind of firsthand what people put into inner geekdom and how difficult it is. So for him to kind of just shit on it, like always kind of gave me a bad vibe. Um, but to see him kind of humble himself a little bit and really be insecure in matches and, you know, not have that cocky flair. And you kind of saw him be a little bit shaken and doubt himself that really, you know, made, made him kind of come down to earth for me and so I really appreciated him, like, always fighting through that in every match. You saw him kind of feel defeated and then kind of bounce back. Yeah. Um, and really be humble about, you know, how he was playing and things like that. So for him to fight through th- insecurities like that in front of people and play really well still and make it as far as he did all season, um, that was always super impressive to me. So he was kind of always in the conversation for me. So it was between Dan and Adam and Jeff for me. Um, and I can't remember who I picked, <laughs> but it was between those three. I think I ended up going with Dan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely tough for me kind of looking at those three. 
Yeah. Yeah. So then for Rookie of the Year, we have Adam Collins, Barbarian, Ben Goddard, uh, Marisol McKee, and Kevin Smith. Huh. <laughs> okay. Um, that, there's like a couple more rookies that I feel like I would have added. Like, Yeah. Wait, was Ace one of them or did I just make that up? No. Adam, okay. Barbarian, Ben, ben. Marisol, and so. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. I definitely would not have, like, mentally thought of Kevin Smith as a rookie. I think I probably would have had, like, Robert Parker, probably. Yeah. I keep mentioning it. <laughs> I know. Well, we love Robert. We love. We, we stand. But, yeah. like, I think I would have added him, like, above Kevin Smith just because, like, even though he did lose to Chance, like, he had such strong matches before then. And he his match against Chance wasn't even that bad. He just got outplayed. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, who else was, like, a good rookie that I, I feel like we have so many good rookies. Yeah, I know. They just kind of came in. Yeah. And that's not I mean, even, that's not even, like, I think the only person I really have an issue with being on there is Kevin Smith. But, I don't know. I can't think of any people right now. So, I guess never mind. But, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would just put Robert on there. But then to who I would vote for, I would up. I would definitely say Adam. He came in halfway through the season. And dominated, yeah. yeah. So I, I picked Adam for sure. Yeah, no contest for me. It was Adam all the mm-hmm. way. Then we have Comeback Player of the Year. So we have Andres, Alon, only Shannon Miller, Jeff Snyder, and Perry Nemeroff. Are the, is that Comeback Player in terms of the game? Like they were behind in the game? Or just like... I guess they just maybe, I don't know if it's just this year, like they had, like last year was not a good year for them or something, or early in the season wasn't great for them, and then they bounced back. Yeah. Because, like, like, you know, Andres had that loss in IG and then came back to, like, dominate the Star Wars tournament. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Liz, like, kind of ended up. Was always kind of good, right? Like, she never never fell off. She never fell off, but she kind of ended up in the same place she was last season, which is, like, She's really good, and you want her on her team, but she hasn't made her way to a belt yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, who are the other people? Um, Jeff and Perry. So Andres, would... Lon, Liz, Jeff, and Perry. I guess Lon, I wouldn't think of as, like, a comeback player. I'm going to vote for Jeff, because Jeff yeah, had, like, a really Jeff. weird 2019 season. I, I don't even... I wouldn't even think of the, a lot of those characters, or not characters, they're people, those people as comeback players. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I went with Jeff just because, yeah, he yeah. he had, you know, a rocky start and then just for him to just dominate the rest of the season and play so well to cut, get back to the belts. Yeah. Um, super impressive. So I, I went with Jeff for sure. Yeah. Then we have a manager of the year. So we have Shannon Barney, Winston Marshall, Roxy Stryer, Tom Dagnino, and Coy Jandrew. Wow. So top three for me are Roxy, Winston, and Shannon. And I feel like that's definitely like everyone else's like top three. Like that's, I would say Roxy is probably going to end up being third, but it's definitely between um, Shannon and Winston. And I'm going to vote for Shannon, but I think Winston was the most underrated like no one expected him to be the manager he was in yeah. January yeah it, I, it was between them for me as well but I always like 
every episode when, you know, Koi's involved, I do talk him up a lot just because I feel like he really is one of the few managers who uses his time. Like you have so much time to kind of talk to your people in between matches and Koi actually uses that time to give great advice and insight and like, you know, this wheel slice is really broad this one is more minimal we talked about what you know and i think this one would be really good for you like as a player as a former player of the game he also like he has great insight he also reminds his players to have fun which i think is something a lot of people forget because they get kind of caught up in the competitiveness so i think it's fun to remind your players of that um and he's also just like really positive like you know a lot of managers kind of if they don't know movies really well they just kind of do the raw raw cheerleader thing yeah. But he kind of does it all. He gives great advice and input. He keeps you kind of positive and he's also reminding you to have fun. So I always just love seeing Koi's managing style. So I just want to give him some props there. Um, but I went with Shannon, of course, like she came out on top. People were doubting her um, and she does it all. Like she does all of that stuff as well. Like she yeah. doesn't have, she doesn't know movies. She doesn't have that insight, but she makes sure she knows her players really well. So yeah. she can kind of, with a look, she can tell like that they're doubting themselves or, you know, what they're thinking. And she's able to kind of snap them out of that and get them their heads back in the game. So I love that about her. And she's, you know, great at the promos, great at just keeping her players focused. You know, they have a great kind of, I think, study unit. And then, you know, you feel like they're actually a faction that like talks to each other and communicates and studies together and yeah. all of that like you saw all the love like they were all kind of giving each other um at the end of this season so like i think that's all a tribute to shannon so i think she does it all and uh definitely want to give her those props so i i voted for shannon but winston definitely was a surprise to a lot of people i think too yeah so. for sure yeah so then we have new team of the year final exam deep 13 the pride witching power and deception my vote is for a final exam because I love Polyama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so um, uh, that's my vote. They were a really strong team. I'm really sad that they didn't end up like where I probably would have wanted them, which was with a belt. And I thought they were fully capable of that. Yes. They just had a couple of bad matches. So um, they were my favorite new team. I think they were a great pairing. Night too. Like I didn't expect them to work uh, so well together. Um, they just had a really great dynamic, and you know they beat some pretty formidable teams. So yeah. I, I really love Final Exam. I love Paul as well. Like um, you know, <laughs> right? Like from like where I came with Paul, like in the start, like you know, I think he had that whole character thing that just went too far, and he you know wasn't sure where to go with it. And when people, yeah. I think I was one of those people who kind of brought that to his attention. Like he wasn't defensive at all. He like took that to heart and like really like wanted to show people that that wasn't the real him. And he really, I, I, I have so much respect for him for doing that and just kind of looking in himself and seeing, you know, I don't want people to see me that way because that's not the real me. And, you know, I love him kind of making that change and just so much respect for him. So I love Paul so much. Just he's an amazing person and love the stash. So, you know, <laughs> the stash go. is such a vibe, <laughs> right? I love it. Bring, uh, the back. So. Bring the stash back. 
Paul. Yes, you have please. To do. Yes, please. Yes, please. So, so much respect for that man. And Lon, I love his commitment to the character because I think that is also something that kind of has fallen by the wayside as well. And like something that maybe wouldn't have translated as well in this format. But like, I love that Lon kind of stuck with that whole um, delinquent character. And that was a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, definitely went with final exam as well. Um, then we have feud of the year. Roxy versus Shannon, Shannon versus Winston, Dagnino versus Bateman, Chandra versus Smets, or Founding Fathers versus Corruption. Um, I'm not going to vote for girls fighting against girls, so I'm not voting for Roxy versus Shannon. Um, then Dagnino versus Bateman was one-sided and only came to fruition and spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the other one? It was uh, Shannon, Shannon versus Winston, Chandru versus Smets, and founding. Chandru versus, versus Smets was not a feud of the year for me. No, <laughs> that was like a build up for one match, and I think that to say like they feuded all year, and not saying that I don't know. There's just like there's no history there for me. Yeah. Even though even though there kind of was, there was almost no history there for me, and like. I wouldn't say I enjoyed watching their feud because it almost felt, it just felt messy to watch, you know? Yeah. And so um, my vote is going to be founding father's corruption because I think that is the perfect example of a feud as to where like corruption and founding fathers, like they are each other's greatest enemy and they can get under each other's skin. Yeah. Like, they've played they've multiple played times. each other four times. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just the perfect feud. So yeah. that's my vote. <laughs> definitely played out. Um, yeah, definitely went with that. I was thinking maybe Shannon and Winston too, just because they were kind of like both really close to the top spot. So it was going yeah. to come down to a lot. And so there was kind of a lot of back and forth with them. But I think just the history with Founding Fathers of Corruption is kind of yeah. what this show was made of. So There's so much emotion when one of them beats the other. And I think that's yeah. like the epitome of why we all love the show. So like that's my vote yes so we're coming close to the end we have now faction of the year corruption swag rock stars finstock exchange or the quirky mercs remember when like it was the beginning of the year and it was like covid <laughs> and it was like is the pride or the finstock exchange gonna win <laughs> gonna win right <laughs> it was like oh, oh my god oh how things have changed um <laughs> And, like, it's so crazy because I don't think corruption had a bad start to the year to begin with. I think COVID, like, like I just said, like, COVID started with really weird stats because, like, the the first part of the season when it was studio matches was such, so pride heavy. Yeah. And so, like, Finstock Exchange and, like, corruption had only a couple matches. Like, I feel like Rockstars barely had one. It was just, like, yeah. it was... It was just a weird balance, so I'm glad. Yeah, like, Ben had already played, I think, once or twice, and Pride had already played twice, so, like, that faction had already gotten, like, three or four matches already. And Ben had won, like, almost all of them, so, like, he he was, like, the top scorer. Like, it was just, like, and that's that's how the Schmodown works, like, yeah, obviously, like, obviously, no one planned on COVID, but it was just funny for, like, those few weeks when it was, like, (laughs) Everyone was, like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so, um... I think for me, my vote is going to be corruption 
because even before the season started, everyone was like, Finstock Exchange. They have all the goats, like all the goats. Like <laughs> it's just they're gonna be so dominant. And then corruption, it was like they weren't known as like a bad team. And Shannon was already known as like a fire manager, but like yeah. the way that she like and from what I've seen as a viewer and from what I've heard like as a person in like the community is like hearing what Shannon has done as a manager, like that'll like faction of the year, like even if she doesn't win manager of the year, like faction of the year is her award because like she like really worked on getting the strongest faction. There wasn't a division that she was bad in. She had backups for almost every division. It was like, yeah. And inner geekdom's a perfect example. She had Mike and chance playing each other in the final. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, that's a perfect example of just like a really good, strong faction and like she like dominated by the end I don't I'm not Frankie numbers but like (laughs) she was like she won and was like one match into spectacular so I think faction of the year for me is definitely corruption oh definitely agree and I feel like it actually really played well into that whole story like yeah we're taking over management from Grace and talking about how you know she didn't do anything for him and like you know yeah and then to take over and then dominate like that like it shows that it's all her that like turned things around for corruption and has made them the dominant faction i mean they won so i think you can't not pick corruption for faction of the year and so we get to the final one (laughs) we have podcast of the year (laughs) so we have a certain point of view call to action let's get ready Repeat the question and Machine Mondays. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So, we, I mean, is it one of board. those? <laughs> we're on a nominated podcast. I know. Award well, nominated podcast. I, I need to just, for people that don't know my history with the Schmodown, um, <laughs> I was a Schmodown content creator last year. <laughs> you could say, you could, yes. you could call me that. Um, I was doing Twitter reaction threads to all the live events and then I was doing inconsistent reaction videos and last year it was called after show slash podcast of the year and I was nominated as specifically Abby Frill Twitter reactions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So and so and some people did have some like dispute with that like that's not a show. Yeah so that was kind of messy. I Looking back, me and Call to Action are great friends. I can say that if I had won, it would have been, I think I, I don't know the numbers, but I feel like I definitely got second place. Yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to did. sound cocky, but whatever. I voted um, for you, so. <laughs> you know, looking back, a lot of people who I admired and looked up to told me that they voted for me. So that really like meant a lot yeah. of the time. So just, sorry, just making this about me and my loss. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We need, we um, hear, so this is my history with this award. And just, um, so I understand this award's just, it's always been messy. It was like, Rundown <laughs> was winning because it was the Schmodown official show. <laughs> <Mitchell> show. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like the first year, like Schmodown, Rundown wasn't, fun fact, Christian announced in June that Rundown wasn't, not gonna be nominated so that's when I started <laughs> you're like oh, shoot, I got a shot I was like I was like I got a shot <laughs> I literally have that screenshot on my phone because that was what inspired me 
to start videos. So thank you, Christian, for that. But um, I ended up losing. Sad face. Um, Yes, very sad face. Very sad face emoji. And so, but it was fine. And I'm totally okay with that a year later. I swear, I'm super okay with it. But so yeah. secure with that. No, I'm Happy. actually so okay because if you guys don't know, now I am working with the show and it is a dream come true. So that is Yay. my history with this award. <laughs> so yes, again, it was a bit messy. So it, it was messy. It's always been. Um, yes. Uh, so the pre-nominations came out like I think it were maybe like ten or so shows listed, and. Machine Mondays wasn't on it, like just the pre-nominations list, not the official nominations yeah. list. And I was kind of, you know, like, kind of hurt a little bit just because, you know, I feel like I have a unique perspective more than kind of anybody else because I started as a fan. I became a competitor. I became a competitor at a time where, you know, the show was just kind of starting to be more diverse, you know. So I kind of had that whole mindset even coming into the game as a woman and a person of color. So that was something that always informed my place on the show and something I always thought about, like what I what I was representing. Um, Because, yeah, like if you think about it, the bulk of the fan base is male and white. So, you know, that is a perspective that like I take to my core when it comes to Schmodown. So I feel like I had a great perspective when doing the show that mm-hmm. is not unlike anyone else. And I also feel like I like to be pretty honest when a lot of shows do like to just kind of, you know, cheer everyone on, which is a great positive thing, yeah. but I don't know that they're wholly honest with their opinions on things. So I like to just kind of be that person and just be real as somebody who's on the show, someone who, you know, has kind of been in it, uh, and someone who's a woman and a person of color. So I, you know, have been proud of my perspective on the Schmodown. And so to not see it on that list was a little bit hurtful. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of thought of it as, okay, well, maybe they do just want fan made shows on this list. And I a hundred percent get that to have something just for the fans. But when I saw other channels on this list, like, you know, Gucci verse, and, you know, Video Drew show, which I didn't know to be, like, a actual Schmodown after show. It's like, um, that show specifically is in character. She is... Yeah. So... Video Drew. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that, like, they really, like, break down matches or talk about things that happen on the Schmodown. That she's just in character. And it's kind of an mm-hmm. interview-type show. So I don't know that that is really a Schmodown after show that talks about just the Schmodown. Um, and then I saw other shows on there that do have competitors as hosts, like beyond the Schmodown and POV. So just not to be included on that pre nominations list was kind of weird to me. So even if I hadn't made it to the final list, I would have been okay with that. But as long as I was included on, you know, the pre list, that would have, you know, Because you were on it last year, I remember. I think you were. Were you not? Yeah. I think I was on the pre-list, but I didn't end up making the nominations list. So, and, like, that wasn't even an established kind of rule. Like, we only want shows where either it's a competitor that has a non-competitor co-host, or Mm. we just want fan-made shows. Like, that wasn't an established rule or anything like that. 
So when I did see the nominations, the pre-nominations list, I did kind of just make a comment like, oh, a little hurt to not see Machine Mondays on there, but congrats to everyone who made the list. There are lots of awesome shows out there. Congratulations to everyone. And then a couple people kind of chimed in saying... Myself included. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you, Morgan, a couple other people just said, um, you know, yeah, I listen to Machine Mondays. I'm I'm sad not to see it on there. And so then, you know, Christian reached out to me and said, okay, you know... That is fair. I I didn't establish the rule that I wanted it to be fan shows. I originally didn't include you because, you know, those other shows that do have competitors on them also have like non-fan co-hosts. So, or non-competitor co-hosts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Dwayne came out and said that like Gucciverse wasn't even like... A showdown after show. So then it's a it channel. Kind of... Gucci versus the channel. Can I just, <laughs> exactly? Like, this was the thing that blew my mind the most is that the five pointer, which to my understanding has not been frequently like updated. Yeah. If you look on the channel playlist, it's the last thing they did was like Collins versus Snyder, and like that was that was a nomination. This a pre nomination, and then also it just said Gucci first. Which is the whole channel dedicated to Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless you want, unless he meant, um, or whoever made it, like, into the Gucci verse, which is a show about sex. So, <laughs> so that's when I was like, so that's when, as your friend, I felt I had to comment, why is Gucci verse as a channel nominated when also the Schmodown show on their channel? is nominated as well show yeah and and there was a couple non-active um nominations on that list as well um because it's it's tough it's technically podcast of the year and i looked i looked up repeat the question and they have been doing really great like blog posts and like reports on the show um like all season but their last like podcast episode was like September and they went from May through September so like just in certain degrees of like if we're gonna argue who gets on it who deserves it it's just like I would think it would be the people who were like consistent and I'm not saying you had to do this all year yeah um like I know certain POV started with this season because Jake like I remember Jake tweeting that he was gonna start in January of last year but like yeah it was more for me of just like who's been consistently like uploading Schmodown content. And I yeah. guess repeat the question still has, but then this award's also called podcast of the year. But then yeah. you can also take me, for example, and I did not have an after show or a podcast. I was bi- <laughs> I was bi-weekly streaming where I would talk about the Schmodown out of my ass. So like, yes, it's always just been a weird list and it's just, yeah. So, and there were some people's favorites, like a lot of people, I think I saw some comments about people being upset that I was added at the last minute. Um, but the ones like that they that were kind like of got, wait, I'm confused. Like upset that you got added because you didn't get it. So then you wouldn't get enough votes or like upset that you got added like after because they upset don't that I yet? got added. I think I, a comment I saw was upset that I thought it was unfair that I got added. Um, because another show that they wanted to be on there felt like that that show got snubbed, but that show was also on that pre-nomination list. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So 
I don't know if people think that like I got some kind of special treatment because I'm a competitor. Like if you know Machine Mondays, we don't do huge numbers. Like yeah. I'm not getting any shining endorsements from Christian. Like when I started Machine Mondays, it bounced off of me doing the Machine Mondays articles on the Shredown website. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing the show in this format because the website went down. And Andrew DeMolanta also started doing Beyond the Schmodown on Mondays as well. And that was the show that Christian was given all the love to and putting endorsements and putting the links and talking about that show. Yeah. And like, so I, I'm not saying that to like complain or diss anybody. I'm just saying that to say, like, if you think I got added to that list because of special treatment, that's not really the case. Like, I'm not yeah. doing huge numbers. I'm not, you know, getting you, shout outs from like, think, like heads you, in the schmodown. Yeah. I'm just doing this show because I love talking about schmodown. I loved writing those articles and I love kind of transferring that perspective to this format. So, you know, I put a lot of work into Machine Mondays. I like my takes on things. Like I'm really proud of, you know, when I get accolades about, you know, kind of hard situations that I've talked about. Like I did that whole episode talking about the question show that the action guys did. And that was a bit of a controversy. And I got a lot of props for how I handled, you know, my discussion on that. So like things like Which that. Which a lot really of shows did not cover. Yeah. So I was really proud of things like that. So to want to at least just even be included in the pre-nominations list. I don't think that was a crazy thing for me to want or to deserve. I think I've I don't earned even that. Think, like, I don't even think you were even trying to like win this award or even you know. be on the final five. It was just like, if you're recognizing the shows that aren't even Schmodown shows, <laughs> Yeah. Like, can I please be recognized? And like, exactly. I think too, I think to a certain degree, everyone who puts in the hard work, whether I know I just shat on people for not uploading consistently, but like, whether or not like, like, just the people who put in hard work this year should be recognized on that first list. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. For sure. Just so that you like, and that like, pe- people will get promotion even from being on that list you know yeah and people will hear about your show and like so yeah it was really just about you know being included on that original list because I've been consistently posting every Monday machine Mondays putting work and content into this you know yeah the sphere so just to at least get recognized on that pre-list was kind of all I was looking for so to finally make the final nominations I'm really proud of that I don't think I'm gonna win I see POV winning this award I mean, yeah. I think they really kicked things off big for themselves doing the whole, you know, women in the Schmoldown kind of night. And that was a huge kind of. That was their uh, like, <laughs> that was their big thing. Like before then, like they were, I think it was just Jake and Brian and they, I had been watching them a little bit um, here and there. And then once they got Jillian, I was just like almost like just always kind of yeah. checking in and they yeah. were always doing reactions then their show like they're very consistent and then like that big ladies night like we were both on it together yeah that really everyone really appreciated that yeah so i think that's what kind of got them really where they're at and where they're going and really kicked off their trajectory so i think it's going to go to them and that's really awesome for them to kind of have just built that you know just it's their award to lose yeah definitely sure. definitely so i do i see machine mondays winning no. Did I vote for myself? 
Of course I did. But <laughs> um, I see POV taking this award definitely because they did some amazing things this year. Um, and yeah, like it wasn't about getting on this final list for me. It was really just about, you know, just being recognized on that initial list as and I think I'm actually like the only actual just podcast. <laughs> like I listen to Beyond the Schmodown and like they're like the same as you. Like I listen to them on my like yeah. podcast app. Yeah. So um yeah, like I'm proud to be nominated. Thank you for people who voted for me, can especially since I was kind of added on at the last minute. Thank you to Christian for kind of, you know, seeing that I guess error and and correcting that. Um, and like, I don't want people to like, think I stole somebody's spot or something like that. Yeah. Um, because I think the people that you wanted to be nominated were also on that list as well. So, you know, I can't control how people vote. I just think it was fair for me to be included because I do a schmodown consistent after show. So that was the whole controversy with that, just me being added at the last minute. And I don't know if people had a problem with that. I saw a couple of comments where people did seem to think it was unfair. So I just kind of wanted to say my piece on that and explain that, you know, it wasn't my intent to steal somebody else's spot or like, you know, I got some kind of favoritism to get in this final list. It was really just wanting to be on that first initial list, especially with shows on there who aren't consistent or who aren't really even Schmodown shows and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's where all that controversy came from. But I'm just happy to be in the final nominations. Really proud of everything I was able to do this year on Machine Mondays. And I'm going to keep doing it. And if this is my last year being eligible for a nomination, I'm glad I at least made the list. So, yeah, yeah. it's like a really big deal. As someone who was also nominated, it's a really <laughs> yeah. big, it's a really big and exciting thing for everyone. And I think um, everyone who was on the first list should be proud. It's like yeah. a big deal to be recognized and especially you and the four other people. So yes, it's a big, so, it's an exciting thing. <laughs> so you'll have to get on a call with me and drink margaritas with me when yeah. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think I was like on a production email or something. I don't even know how I know this, but like, I think they're going to do like StreamYard and then like, you're going to like, like the winner like joins the stream yard or something oh my <laughs> and so like so like when you lose i'll just be on another stream yard yeah and just ready to go and we'll be like sis here's the virtual like yes. virtual margarita <laughs> like yes. let's go yes so. so i'll be ready for that but yeah i don't think we're gonna win but i'm really proud that we were recognized because you know i put a lot into machine mondays and i love doing yeah. it so yeah yeah <laughs> And also, I think some people should remember that this was controlled by votes. So if you are looking to be recognized by higher powers than voters, then I don't know what to tell you. Don't be upset that. Yeah. that makes sense. Yes, exactly. So yeah. your favorites were on that initial list. So if they didn't get the votes, like, I don't, I, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. If, yeah. Maybe, like, I just feel like people think I like did this in, in some kind of unfair way. Like, I no, I, not at all. And like, okay. also, like, it wasn't even like for me commenting, like, because I commented a couple times on things like I called out the Gucci verse being nominated because yeah. that, that really just ticked me off and not even ticked me off. It just like as your friend, I was upset because I was like, this sh- non <laughs> yeah. is like, but like 
that was me just I just wanted your recognition oh, for like you. just and I appreciate doing the show that. so yeah I appreciate that and yeah Don't, even Dwayne yeah. came out and was like we appreciate the love but Gucci verse isn't really around things yeah so, yeah so no thank you for having my back appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> always on machine Mondays <laughs> yes so I hope you enjoyed your time again on this uh, I did, award I did. nominated podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, is this when are the when is the awards? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I know we should have like think... a we should have like a party on Machine Mondays where like next time you get like let's say like POV wins like you invite like call to action and then like repeat the question and we have like a losers like the losers podcast. party we should yeah. oh my god like POV is not invited yes and you, like, you could host it because you wait, you know like, you you were like the ultimate you know award yeah. loser, loser. <laughs> wait can we actually break this down like what is the percentage like of call to action versus like POV because it's like between them two for me like yeah. not like that's who I think it will either yeah. go to they're, they're bigger channels. They have video. People can see them because I've gotten a lot of comments from people like, oh, you know, you know I just I am a visual person. So it's hard for me to listen to podcasts. So can you do a visual show? But I'm like, normally this show is like a 20 minutes long and it's just me. It's just me by myself. Listen so to it's it just, in the car. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just going to be weird for me to just talk to a camera by myself for 20 minutes. Like, yeah. So I just feel weird doing that for a short format show. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, visual shows, that's a thing. Having co-hosts and like that dynamic, people like that. So I don't see myself winning this award. But yeah, it's definitely I I agree with you. So I I don't take any insult to you thinking that because I agree that, you know, it would definitely be between POV and call to action. But I think POV has kind of uh, a new breath that's come in. Um, So I think they, they definitely have a good shot. So so thank you abby for joining me and breaking this all down with me spilling some tea as usual as we do when we get together (laughs) hopefully Um, we didn't say anything too bad hopefully i still have a job yeah so um maybe morgan can do some fancy editing and make us not sound (laughs) uh too bad but um yes thank you for joining me again so soon i love having you on this show it's great so i mean if i need if i need a non schmodown well i guess you wouldn't count i was like if i need a like a non-competitor co-host to be eligible next year would you want to be on this show because i would i guess i disqualify you so if you don't want to win awards add me so. okay okay well I think I'd want you as a co-host anyway thank, so. thank you thank yes. you so thank you again for joining me Abby where can all the people find you everyone can find me everywhere at <laughs> Abigail Friel on Instagram TikTok social oh I was about to say like, social media um, <laughs> Instagram Twitter TikTok don't friend me on Facebook if you don't know me and that's it. So, and right. follow the Schmodown TikTok. Yeah. If, if you are a Machine Mondays listener, I want you to comment on the latest Schmodown TikTok. <laughs> like, hot, just comment the word pineapple, and then I'll know how many Machine Mondays listeners yes. follow the TikTok. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, 
All right. Well, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Please check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. We don't just have Machine Mondays. We also have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. Right now we are talking M. Night Shyamalan movies. So please join us there to check that out. And of course, every Friday we have It's a Wonderful Podcast where we give love to those classic films. I switch off hosting duties every other week with Nolan Dean and Morgan is the constant host over there. So please check out It's a Wonderful Podcast feed every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All places podcasts can be found. And please check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. We have some fun things over there. You get monthly artwork. Uh, you get custom logos. We do some fun videos. Sunday live streams with our patrons. Bonus content. So please check it out at It's a Wonderful One. Uh, on patreon.com follow the show on it's a wonderful one on twitter and if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out any of my artwork you can find all of that on my tea public shop at g9 design on tpublic.com so that'll do it for another episode of machine mondays award nominated podcast thank you guys so much for listening thank you so much abby for joining me and until next time xoxo machine out